I'm not good music. Just the good stuff, baby. The number 223 with Jim Carrey. I forgot about that movie. What was it's, that? What, what was it again? It wasn't num- actually the number 23. It was the number 23. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like an author, right? Or something like that. Yeah, he was an author and he got obsessed with the number 23. And I remember being, when did that come out? I think I was like 19, 18 or 19 when that movie came out. And just being there's like, no, there is no way in hell you were 19 years old when the number 23 came out because I was five. <laughs> That's <laughs> not, no, 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 no. You were not five. That movie came out in the late 2010s. Um, okay, no, so the real number quick, 23. I, I have kind of a weird tangent about that movie. I've never seen it, but there was a, you, a, a YouTube channel who would do like spoofs of movie parodies and they did a spoof of the number 23 and it was the number 47 and that became kind of like a recurring joke with my friends. And so 47 is now my, my lucky number and I do have it tattooed on oh me. Oh my God. Yeah. Fantastic. What a, what a <laughs> wow. segue. I know. Yes. I know. <laughs> How did we pull that? How did we manage to talk about this exact thing? That's that radish magic so- right there. Oh. Why Why 47? Take us through the number 47. He just, just did. <laughs> literally just did. So, so the, 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 the spoof of, the, of like the, the number 23, it's like, oh, it's 47. One plus two plus three, that's 47. And it's just like, that's that's the joke. And then like my, uh, my okay, friend Aaron okay. and I, we took that and we were like, oh, look, it's the numbers up on the whiteboard. It's 47. And it just, it kind of just kept going and going. And now I see 47 like every day of my life. It's bizarre. Incredible. Yep. I've seen that tattoo. I just figured it was a Bible verse. <laughs> yeah. That's it's the same every chapter 47. <laughs> the Bible 47. <laughs> Bible chapter 47, verse 9. <laughs> I want to get you this is Bible 316. <laughs> we could do those. I don't think anyone's done those yet. <laughs> what book's that from? The Bible, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, welcome to chat. I was about to say chapter. Goddamn. <laughs> welcome to chapter 47 of Rad. Which, which verse? <laughs> chapter 200, verse 23. This is episode 223 of Radish. This is uh, the, the show where we bring you the good stuff and only the good stuff every week. And this week, we have even more good stuff in the form of our dearest friend of the show. Oh, thanks, guys. Thanks for having we me. We say we say that about everybody, but <laughs> I'll take it. We're gonna we're gonna bully you next. We're gonna dump pig's blood on you. <laughs> okay, Gary. all right. We're all gonna laugh it's been, at you. It's been a, a dozen episodes or so since we've had a a, a, a guest on. So it's you're now our dude. I'm just I'm helping right. you meet your quota. Exactly. Yes, thank yeah. you. Please welcome our most recent friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, this week we're talking about some beautiful Zeppelin cannons. We're talking about. Um, <laughs> What does that mean? Hey. <laughs> You're not we're, prepared for what it means. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking first. about uh, some banshees. We're talking about uh, uh, Tyler. We're talking about <laughs> Joe Para. And Garrett's bringing us uh, Mr. Radio Man. That's me. His favorite album of the year, which wow. I'm very excited to hear about. Starting Ratty season. Um, yeah. Well, I, I figure, you know, all the listicles are going to be coming out. So I'd get a mm, head start. True, yeah. Get ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to be ruining Garrett's good taste with a whole introduction to my new favorite jam band, Goose. Uh, gonna, is, that you, is that how it's pronounced? Goose. Goose. Yeah. Goose. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, going to take you guys through it. I think, you know, there's something in that band for everyone, and I hope there's something in it for y'all. So I'm going to talk you through it. And then oh, at the end music. of the episode, <laughs> uh, there, at the end, we're going to be talking about uh, our most 
not esoteric interests, but the ones that, you know, Thanksgiving's coming up, the ones that, you know, your grandparents, your younger cousins or whatever, like another generation, it's like, oh, what have you been up to? And you say like, oh, I've been doing this. And they go, well, tell me about that. And you really can't find a way. We're going to be uh, thinking up our best ways of describing that. In any case, this is Radish. I'm Sean. I'm your host. I forgot what my superlative has been all this month. Um, yeah. Worst host. <laughs> the worst host. The host with the least. I'm Sean. I'm Sean, the bad one. <laughs> I'm Will, the bad boy. Oh. Just like slightly. Uh, I'm Tyler, and I'm the baddest boy. Ooh. Mm. Uh, the, I'm the baby bear. I'm Garrett, the bad influence. <laughs> Hey. If, that's, if that's available, hey. I'll just snag if that you, one. If you could tell us, tell the tell the listeners at home uh, what you do and who you are, because I think in terms of daily reach, you are the most famous person we've ever talked to. Whoa, <laughs> <Yeah>. really? <laughs> I think so. That's in terms of like that's crazy. Touching all of Metro Atlanta every morning. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. So I am a I am a radio personality. Uh, I'm actually a nationally syndicated radio personality, so not just... We got Neil Bortz, baby! (laughs) (laughs) In the flesh! Um, So yeah, not not just the metro Atlanta area, but uh, close to like 70 different markets uh, across across the country. I'm I'm on in Cincinnati, I'm on in Orlando. Um, Great cities. Actually, Tyler, you're in, what, Arizona, right? Yeah, I'm I'm in Scottsdale. I think I'm actually on in your neck of the woods. Um, yeah, so I am on, I'm on the Kincaid and Dallas morning show, um, here in Atlanta and, you know, coast to coast. Uh, I also host the cool local music show on, uh, 99X. That's Friday nights at six. Um, it's, and, it's a solo yeah. gig, right? Uh, yeah. Nobody else. Nobody else involved. <laughs> cool. No, cool. I, uh, I, I co-host that with, uh, my best friend and friend of the pod, Evan Brando. And my girlfriend is our uh, graphic designer and she does such an amazing job every week. Incredible wow. work. It's a family business. It is. It yeah. truly is. <laughs> and I don't have to pay her. <laughs> so take take note, venture capitalist. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Just date your employees. <laughs> <laughs> Literally nothing could go wrong. <laughs> you don't have to fire them if you break up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too- I was about to say we're gonna be able to tell once like the graphic design just drops. It no dives. <laughs> just MS Paint spreadsheet. I'm openly weeping on the air, and our, our graphics are made with MS Paint. So it's a screenshot of a Word music. document. <laughs> Everything happens off center. There's a red yeah, screen yeah. line underneath the title. Just a sticky note. <laughs> uh, well, y'all, y'all want to hear about some beautiful Zeppelin cannons? Please, please, <laughs> God. Bone thing. Is it a what? Ken Bone? Ken Bone? You no, Ken Bone? Oh, I wish I hadn't just now, Tyler. Is Ken Bone still on Cameo? <laughs> oh, well, he's gotta be. <laughs> How much does he charge Ken, on Cameo? What's a Ken Bone Cameo going for these let's, days? Let's, let's play this Price is Right rules. Whoever goes over is out. <laughs> I'm gonna okay, say... I'm, se- I'm Drew Carey. <laughs> okay. okay. Sean? $75. Okay. I'm gonna go 200 Ooh. I know. I'm that might go. be a, a bad decision on my part, but I'm, I'm feeling it. So it's closest without going over, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Two hundred one. Ooh. <laughs> right. Ooh. No one got it. He's twenty five dollars. Twenty five bucks for a cameo from for seventy five. He will video call you, and you can Facetime with Ken. <laughs> <laughs> that might be worth it. What's he up to now? That was uh, what twenty sixteen. Do you want to read his? Yes. Uh, do you want to read his bio? Hi, I'm Ken Bone. You know, Ken Bone, the guy from the sweater in the debate. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm looking exactly forward to that, connecting with that. 
looking forward to connecting with fans, even though I really shouldn't have fans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is for $75, we can get Ken Bone on Radish, essentially. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We can. Honestly, we could probably just get Kim Bone on Radish. <laughs> I don't think he has if a whole lot going on. If he doesn't listen to this, we could probably just get him on. Let's get him on for 2024. No. Uh, just like, all right, Kim, what are we thinking? As a residency, not even like a guest. Yeah. Just like Kim Bone. <laughs> Kim Bone can be our Presented. Steve Kornacki. Oh, please, yes. Um, But no, this it does not have to do with Kim Bone yet. I don't know what's going to happen in about 18 years. Uh, but beautiful Zeppelin Cannon happens to be the name of Nick Cannon's eleventh child. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. I'm sorry. Pump the brakes. <laughs> Nick Cannon has a, a eleven children. Um, this is his third with Abby De La Rosa. Um, I don't know where the uh, who the eight other mothers are. Um, well, you know the eight other children who their mothers are. But this is Abby's. Uh, they're, they're lovely cello, lo- lovely daughter named Beautiful lovely Zeppelin cello. Cannon. Love the cello. Okay, burn to a cello. That's you buried the lead there. Um, she was born on the 11th of this month. Eleven uh, eleven. Wrote on Instagram a beautiful day for beautiful Zeppelin Cannon to arrive. Beautiful Zeppelin, aka BZC, or aka Busy B. Get ready because the world is yours. Daddy loves you. And oh, it's also worth noting. Uh, Cannon welcomed his tenth child on September 30th. Rise Messiah. <laughs> With former partner Brittany Bell, this is who is also the mother. I'm just reading. Hey, Daily Beast, shout out to y'all. Um, who is also the mother of his children, Golden, powerful queen, and Alyssa Scott is also expecting a baby. So uh, we're gonna have a twelve soon. Um, holy shit! He's what going for that cheaper by the dozen remake. But with several different women. Here's here's the thing. I don't think he's hurting anyone. I think everyone's okay. I think he's providing for. Beautiful Zeppelin Cannon is a sick fucking name. I, don't, <laughs> I, mean, I know it's going to be hard like to move through life, but it's like, no, man, I think Jason Lee named his so. kid Pilot Inspector. <laughs> like, Beautiful Zeppelin. And having the last name Cannon, yeah. that opens the... It, it's the opposite of Barry, which you can't... Which restricts you to so many things. Cannon just opens up so many things. It is a great name. I, I, yeah. Cannon, I mean... Um, no, it's a, no comment on beautiful or golden or any of the above. It's a good name in a vacuum, but if your name was, by the way, these are all Metal Gear Solid names. These are, these are all, <laughs> yeah, they are. These are Foxhound. But if your name is Beautiful Zeppelin, cool. But if your kids or if your siblings are named Rise Messiah and Powerful Queen and you're <laughs> Beautiful Zeppelin, it kind of feels like a downgrade. Right. It yeah. totally does. I, I'm <laughs> Rich Lather. <laughs> All right, I'm looking up <laughs> more Nick Cannon baby names. Um, Maybe if, if they were going to like you know medieval times, not not the place, like the actual back oh. in time to medieval times. Uh, you know how kings would like have their children vie for the throne. This would be a pretty sick, just like. All of these different children, like Rise Messiah versus Beautiful Zeppelin Cannon. I'd love <laughs> yeah. to watch that happen. You thought the names were hard to follow in House of the Dragon. Just you wait. House of the Cannon say, coming to like, HBO. We're like two years away from one Nick Cannon getting into House of the Dragon and two, him having two Aegons. Uh, <laughs> Sean, do you want do you want to guess the names or do you want me to read? Or do, you, do, you, do you want to read the names? If you have the names listed, please read them. I have them pulled up. Uh, this, this should be a game. Is this a real child's name or not? <laughs> <laughs> um, so he has two with Mariah Carey named Moroccan and Monroe. 
Okay. 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 All right. Those are Fair, nice fairly things. tame. Pretty pedestrian. With Brittany Bell, he has golden sag on. <laughs> All right. Okay. Sag on. Wait. So if I'm if I'm keeping score Sagging? correctly, is that two children named Golden? Yes. Okay. No. That's oh, it's the same. That, yeah. That's that's the same golden. Go, okay. Got it. Yeah. Got same it, golden. It. Same golden cannon. Which golden wonder. cannon? Incredible. Yeah. That's awesome. I named my kid Ham. Ham Cannon. <laughs> sounds like a <laughs> sounds like a word for penis. Oxen uh, <laughs> Cannon. That just sounds like a, a a store in Athens. Beautiful queen. Or powerful queen, sorry. Powerful. Don't mm. get it twisted. Powerful, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful Zeppa. Here's where we start to go off the deep end. Zion Mixolodian and Zillionaire. <laughs> Mixolodian? I'm sorry. You know, Mixolodian. you got to give sorry, to his origins, man. Mixolodian? Mixolydian. Oh. 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 Okay, that, that makes more sense. I'm pretty sure that's for <laughs> depression. That's, that's, <laughs> I thought he was naming him like the child after himself because he has Nickelodeon canon. Wait, that's yes. his full name? That's his full name. Is it really? No. Okay, Sean's oh giving us. No. Don't fuck with me. Sean's great at lying. <laughs> <laughs> I've been through a lot. Don't look it up. That's minutes. his real name. <laughs> I don't believe you. His name is Nickelodeon Cannon. He did all that. <laughs> oh. Um. There's also Zen Cannon, who we can't joke about because he is no longer with us. Mm. There's nothing funny uh, about that. But there's something very funny about Legendary Love Cannon. <laughs> oh. Okay. That's a name for a penis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Legendary Love was born in July. In September, we got Onyx Ice Cold Cannon. Ice Cold? Is it hyphenated? That's fucking sick. That rocks. Ice Cold. C-O-L-E. Oh, Cold. Still sounds oh, like Cold. That's even better. Oh. <laughs> also in September, we got Rise Messiah, and then Beautiful Zeppelin this week. Uh, and then baby, baby Number 12, which I choose to believe is the <laughs> Christian name. Is the name. <laughs> it's... It just it's unbelievable. One, he's procreating this much. Two, he seems to be present for all of these births, which you know, good for him. Yeah, kudos. And it's just like walking into the hotel room with the just sickest name. He's like, he should be naming like Shin Megami Tensei sequels. Like, this is <laughs> wonderful. He should. Strange Journey Nocturne Canon. <laughs> I'm just excited for like 50, 75 years from now. Maybe a little later. We'll see. But you know how, like, everyone today can, like, trace their lineage back to Genghis Khan? Nick, Nick. Cannon is our Genghis Khan. <laughs> yeah. He is. Modern Genghis. Like, everyone's He's... gonna be related to Genghis Khan in, like, three to four generations. He doesn't really have family so much as franchises. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. <laughs> kind of has satellite offices all over the place. <laughs> is he still doing America's Got Talent? Is that what's supporting this? I don't know what else he would be doing. So. Yeah. I thought he got in trouble for some remarks. A couple of years oh. ago. Oh no! I don't Did Nick remember. get canceled? I believe there was some canceled. some some <laughs> Nickelodeon brand anti-Semitism from Nick Cannon. No. Ago. Oh. Come well, out in support of Dan Harmon. Can you truly be canceled? If Dan Harmon didn't do anything. To sorry, Dan Schneider. Sorry. Please. <laughs> sorry. What? Oh, I said, can you really be canceled if you're having enough children to build up a fan base? No. <laughs> you mean an empire? Truly, truly. <laughs> he he was he was let go from uh, uh, AGT. I, AGT, but I believe Rip. he's hosting Wild Wild and Out again. Oh, okay. oh good for him. Yeah. Nick Cannon is truly Wild and Out. And that does <laughs> it for our news story today. <laughs> Let's move on to some show and tells, folks. Let's move on to the good stuff. Uh, I Tyler, what is? Why are you talking about yourself? What's happening? Well, first of all. 
why can't I talk about myself? Why is that a weird thing to you? No, it's not. We just typically don't say like, hey, my show and tells me. Well, maybe we should. Maybe we should all take a, a page out of this book. That was my original pitch for this show, and y'all turned it down. Well, now <laughs> well, I don't like my it. Spin on it. I know. Um, I <laughs> I don't like what I you did, I, Sean. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yes. That's the true spirit of Radish. Um, <laughs> so I didn't really do much in the past week other than uh, go to a wedding. So this is why I'm talking about myself today, because I'm actually going to be pitching myself. I'm advertising myself as just a fantastic plus one to bring to a wedding. Oh, hell yeah. Because uh, number one. I love ceremonies. Who doesn't love ceremonies as well as respect the uh, the social contract that's made between um, two people getting married? I don't two, either. I love I love love. I just I love seeing people in love. Don't you just yeah. love love? I do. And number three, I might not be super impressive to your family, but Nana's love me. Oh, so, <laughs> yes, sure. I absolutely one hundred percent absolutely. If you're looking to impress your Nana, bring me to the <laughs> wedding. A hit with grandmas. Uh, I, 100, yeah, I think that's actually, that might be our one of our top demographics. Um, <laughs> I've been putting on Radish at the nursing homes. <laughs> <laughs> putting on I Radish go at from the room hospice to room center and, and <laughs> lulling the elderly to turn death. It off. <laughs> <laughs> They'll play through 10 or 11 episodes before the orderly comes by. <laughs> but three, three episodes in, they start yelling the devil's <laughs> uh, And lastly, your boy can dance. Uh, especially if you supply... Uh, I mean, and this is kind of a requirement. It's got to have an open bar because even Maseratis need fuel. So um, <laughs> as long as the bar's open, I'm on the dance floor. Uh, at the last wedding I was at, uh, there was moonshine available. I learned uh, pretty quickly that moonshine kicks in a lot quicker than pretty much any other uh, liquor that's out there. Oh, yeah. And uh, found, found yeah. myself line dancing. So uh, 100% listeners out there, if you're going to a wedding in the near future and need a plus one, invite your boy. Absolutely. Tyler, I'm trying to figure out a way if I get married to have you as my plus one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll figure it out. I, I like you. I like you, Sean, but kind of not like that. Does the bride and not groom that much. get a plus one? I think that's the bridal and groom will party. The groom will party. <laughs> the groom will party. The bridal party and the groom will party. <laughs> <laughs> Who's in your groom will party? <laughs> <laughs> you need to leave. <laughs> Tyler, I'm so glad you had a good time. <laughs> that sounds. Thank I you, could, John. I will. If if you need references, you can put at least me down. Okay, oh, yeah. I'm applying to be plus ones nowadays. Yeah. What do you do with these nanas? <laughs> what makes you such a hit? <laughs> Number one. What makes Nana come back from Al? <laughs> There's, there's, a deep, there's a deep connection between Nana's out there. Uh, a, few, a few Facebook groups at the very least. Of the Nana Hive Mind. I've, I've been, yeah, I've been posted about in those groups. A lot of folks reaching out from there. A minions meme that says when Tyler asks you to dance. Just the eyes emoji. <laughs> it's just like a, a beautiful Hawaiian sunrise photo. It's just Tyler's phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Go to the next water aerobics class and yell Tyler and see who jumps out of the pool. <laughs> see who turns. See who turns around. Give a few of them a second. It, it takes them a minute. <laughs> oh my so god! Are you, are you slow dancing? Are you taking them back to the hotel? Like, what's what's the what's your nano? <laughs> Come on! Come on! 
I don't know. I respect grandpa. I respect all the grandpas out there. <laughs> Let's be real. But then sometimes the grandpas can't make it out of the dance floor. So I kind of go out there and they kind of like orbit around me. Yeah. You, you know, kind of dance in the spot. <laughs> you have to take out the nanas before you can damage Tyler because they'll just heal him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're, they're like red shells. Yeah. Uh, and like Mario Kart. <laughs> But bring me to weddings for other than I mean I'll talk to your nana, but I also <laughs> other reasons too. Other reasons too. The nana underboss. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, well, I guess I, I'll go real quick because um, I'm about to be talking a lot in a bit. Uh, but I saw the Banshees of Inishiran. Oh, the, last week. Is that how you pronounce it? Yes. There's a little eye in Banshees there. Banshees of Irish. Oh boy. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> go ahead and search Twitter for that joke. You, you'll see an empty page. I guarantee it. <laughs> um, but it's uh, the Banshees. Banshees was a. Uh, I was real hesitant to see because it is written and directed by Martin McDonough, and I don't remember if we had this show back in 2017 or whenever fucking Three Billboards yeah, uh, outside uh, Ebbing's, Missouri, came out. Yeah. But if I remember anyway, you complaining a lot about that movie, I hated that movie, and I still hate that movie with a passion. I think it's an awful movie. So I was hesitant to hear that Mark McDonough was coming up with a follow-up, and it was getting a lot of praise. And I was like, well, I want to see it, because I like you know Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, but don't really like Mark McDonough that much. As it turns out, I was wrong. Movie's great. Mm. It's super charming. It has everything I've wanted out of a McDonough movie, where it's just like funny, extremely dry, extremely dark dialogue, great chemistry between the cast which also now uh, includes Barry Keegan, who's, you know, our favorite little weirdo. Um, he is a little weirdo. He's great. Um, but it is a, a charming, like, early 20th century, like, Irish folktale of sorts in which Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell play two friends, uh, the former of which just decides he doesn't like Colin Farrell anymore. And he just says, like, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to have drinks with you. And it gets to a point where he's like, the next time you talk to me, I'm going to start cutting my fingers off. And he's a fiddle. <laughs> Jesus. Like, he, plays the f- he plays the fiddle. So he's like, I'm going to start cutting my fiddling hand off and, like, fingers off. So you're just going to ruin my late latter, like, late life career. And it's well, let's just... Be, let's be real here. He's ruining his own career. That's nothing to do with Colin <laughs> Farrell here. It's, exa- it's just, it's fantastic, man. Um, the, it it's it? super funny, extremely heartfelt. The performances are great. It looks amazing. Um, I still, I, you know, I haven't turned around on how I feel about three billboards, but in Bruges, I feel better about, it. I watch it again. Still great. Still, you know, there are a lot of weird fetishistic lines about, you know, ableism and racism, which I don't know why they're in there, but you know, it's McDonough for you. Uh, and there's also, um, seven psychopaths, which was, I remember being a lot of fun, but Three Billboards has none of that. It's great. Oh, it's good. A super like it's you know not particularly clean, but it's a very good movie. And how's the score? Um, mostly finger maybe, uh, four out of ten. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a good bit of gore. Um, but it's a a, 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 <laughs> a a truly charming movie. If you don't go see it in theater, stream it. It's, it'll likely be up somewhere, but it's worth it, and it's probably gonna get some awards attention this season. Um, but yeah, highly recommend if you like just like a, you know, a, a quick folk tale about, you know, the boys who hate each other, but you know, it's, it's, it's a good story. And just about how guys is, being uh, dudes. How's Colin Farrell and Brennan Gleeson's accents for this? They're ridiculous. I mean, they're both Irish, so <laughs> they don't Irish? have to think too far. Oh, they didn't have to do a lot of training. <laughs> yeah, no. This is what you're saying? No, Tyler. <laughs> I mean, if anything, they just had to do some dialect training because they're, you know, Talking like the Irish did back, you know, a hundred years ago. But apart from that, mm. it's pretty. It comes pretty naturally. So this guy made a lot of fecking. 
lot of there's not really any fucks. There's a lot of fecks, Feck. which is um, a lot of fun. Um, good. So I can bring my children. There's a yeah, <laughs> great great fun for the whole family. <laughs> Truly, <laughs> even Nana. Uh, there's an old witch. There is a Nana. Uh, bring your Nanas. I'm in. There's a donkey. There's a dog. It's gorgeous. Yeah, highly recommend. This guy made three billboards, six shooter, seven psychopaths. What's next? Eight. <laughs> 16 of something. He also did the pillow man. Yeah. I also just learned that, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, man. It was like when I was 18, 17 years old, I loved the pillow man. And I also loved him bruised. Like this is raw stuff, man. I grew up and learned to be a sensitive person. <laughs> and then you saw Paddington too. And then I saw yeah. Paddington too. And that changed. And I was like, people that talk like that can be like this. And then you really, <laughs> Switch everything over. Anyways, watch season four of The Crown or season five, whatever it is. Fuck. Uh, Garrett. Yes. What have you brought for us this week? So, uh, as I mentioned earlier, you know, all the all the listicles are going to be coming out here in the next few weeks. I know. That's uh, a list testicle. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> listicle, listicle canon. Yeah. NPR is coming out with their list of top 100 testicles of the year. Um, <laughs> I hope I make it. <laughs> I voted for the- you. Bottom 100 testicles. Uh, (laughs) uh, So, yeah, NPR, I mean, Pitchfork, Anthony Fantano, they're all going to be dropping their top however many albums of the year. And I figured I'd get ahead of the game and and share with you guys before uh, my Spotify rap confirms uh, what I already know to be true. And that is my favorite album of the year was the brand new self-titled album from Prince Daddy and the Hyena. It's the best band with the worst name. I know. I know. It's a terrible band name. It's maybe the worst (laughs) band name, but they have very quickly over the past couple years become one of my new favorite bands. Um, If you're you're fans of bands like uh, Roswell Kid, Jeff Rosenstock, uh, Weezer, unfortunately, uh, (laughs) this is just, it's going to be right up your alley. It is so good. And this, their third LP... I think is a great entry point um, to, to you know start getting into the band. Uh, I will admit that their last album, Cosmic Thrill Seekers, uh, if if you tried to listen to it and the harsh vocals, you, just, you didn't really jive with them. I get that. I know a lot of people who kind of bounced off that album. I recommend checking this one out. I, it's great. It is a uh, it's a, a concept album of sorts uh, about the uh, like the fear of death and uh, mental health and all that fun stuff. Uh, it's it's inspired by um, the the band was in like a near fatal van crash a few years ago, and then the lead oh, the lead singer um, had like a month long stint in a uh, like a men- uh, mental health facility, um, and then that, after that they wrote this I'm mean, just a banger of an album. It's wow. so good. Uh, the, this, is it he- is it like equally heavy to like reflect all of the stuff they've gone through? It or? is the catchiest shit you've ever heard. <laughs> Hell, Hell it yeah. is like wow. it, the, the, the the way it sounds. And I mean, for the most part, the way it sounds do, does not really reflect the subject matter. It goes so hard, dude. It's like if if I don't know if you take like emo, indie rock, pop punk, alternative, whatever you want to call it, put it in a, put it in a blender. This is the best of that. I I cannot sing this album's praises enough. I absolutely love. it. I'll be throwing this on tomorrow. I've heard <laughs> a lot about Prince Daddy and the Hyena, mostly just that they have that like meme sweater, like the bright yeah, green sweater yeah, with their the, name the, written the across. The green hoodie, yeah, yeah, the green hoodie. Um, and I have like some like you know uh, friends online who really enjoy them, but I just never gave them a shot because I had like my like Midwest emo phase in my early twenties of like bands like Snowing and mm-hmm. uh, fucking um, 
can't even remember their names now. Um, American football. American football. All the usual yeah. suspects. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the world is a beautiful place. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, but now, like, time Garrett, for resurgence. Honestly, Garrett, you sold me. I gotta, I gotta check this out. This is that, like, like, this is like Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack shit. Like oh, it is. Shit. Yes, it is that fun. It is that kind of fun. I. Do you know the background behind their name? Uh, yes, actually, I do. So, um, so Prince Daddy and the Hyena. I believe it's based off of uh, a game that uh, the the lead singer um, Corey would play with. Um, their merch person when they were in elementary school at recess. And actually it's not, it's not Prince daddy and the hyena. It's three different people. It's the Prince, the uh, King who is uh, his daddy uh, and the, the Prince's pet hyena. There should be a comma wow. in there somewhere, but, but there's not. Interesting. Yep. yep. And again, awful band name. Great band. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just bought what the album. You always remember that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely yeah. search, uh, search engine optimized. Yeah. Yeah. Right, you're Biffy Clyro. <laughs> My favorite the Star worst Wars character. <laughs> Glup shitto. Biffy Clyro was at the cantina. <laughs> and the Capitol. <laughs> he didn't do anything bad in there. He just wanted to look around. It's not illegal to go in the Capitol. <laughs> Learning that was more than one guy's and having to move them from the C's to the B's section. I was just so disappointed. But no, honestly... <laughs> Reflecting on that, would I have been more disappointed if it had been a guy who called himself Biffy Clyro? Equally. (laughs) (laughs) It's not great either. No. Boy, oh boy. Well, cool. Yeah, I'm I'm absolutely going to be checking this out. Um, These guys sound like a lot of fun. Yeah, I I think you'll love them. I saw Joe Parrott with Garrett this weekend. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, it was great. It was so good. If Joe Parrott is in your town... Uh, you should go see him because he does weird alternative comedy and Dan Licata. He and Especially Dan Licata. Dan Licata's opening. Incredible. Yeah. Was uh, uh, Joe Firestone there? No. No, unfortunately. Uh, or if no she comment. was, That's she okay. wasn't on stage. Uh-uh. Okay. That's okay. Two out of three is good. Yeah. Uh, during the show, during Dan Licata opened, during Joe's set, he went next door to the thrift store and bought a Dale Earnhardt jacket and came on at the end wearing it. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> He went to Ragorama in Atlanta, but it's great. Yeah, he's 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 really funny. Pleased to uh, to announce that Joe Perry has a great weird live show where he mostly just asks the audience questions. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think any other comic could do crowd work the, the way that Joe does it, and and still have it be as funny. You know, mm-hmm. like I believe it. None of his jokes are funny on paper. Yeah, <laughs> sure. They're all sure. It's the delivery. It's it's the character. Absolutely. It was like I was throwing pita chips at a squirrel. And I wanted to see if it could pick up a whole pita chip and not just a piece of a pita chip. What do you guys think happened when I threw a whole pita chip? <laughs> he and did that he for waited 15 for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, full, full, various people nuts. screamed out what they thought happened to the squirrel. And he was like, <sighs> that's amazing. Good guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was a cute answer. <laughs> he was like, no, he, he picked it up and ran off. It was cute. <laughs> that was just, that's, <laughs> amazing. I'm, I'm glad he's, he's out there doing it. I'm, I'm glad he's having, I, I see him on socials. Uh, yeah. he's, he, he went on, like, he did, like, the late night rounds, too. Like, they all, because it was a big thing when his show was canceled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he went and did all the late night rounds. Um, he's a regular in uh, Seth Meyers, as far as I know. Oh, nice. Like, I've seen nice. some of his bits there. Because uh, I think, like, like Connor, Connor, Connor used to write Connor's for a writer, yeah, or was. I don't yeah, know if he still is. Oh. But, yeah, I'm a, I, I know he's, like, announcing some kind of thing after this tour. I feel like he's going to. Oh, good. I mean, but, it's, it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. So, ha- you should be having fun while he can. Cause, yeah. 
I was real. I'm sure it's gonna be like an HBO thing when tickets sold out for this. That was oh. Hopefully next time when he's in town, I want to go. Adore that man. I think my favorite part about his set was like those little moments where you kind of get a glimpse behind the curtain and you see him break a little bit. And he like he uses his real speaking voice and actually genuinely laughs to something that someone in the audience will say. It's he great. Broke I a love few it. Times it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, that's what I want to see. Yeah. I still don't know crazy. what that's like. Anyways, Joe's always welcome on like the show. Iago. His real voice is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He's getting Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he inherited I like the Tyler the voice doing Iago died. before Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we bring up the name, the actual name of the guy, then we're going to remember that he he's, passed. He's, so he's I didn't want to kill the vibe. His name's Gilbert Godfrey. He passed it down. <laughs> 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 Gilbert funny. Godfrey was a scientist. <laughs> Damn, Godfrey and Gallagher in the same year. Oh, man. <laughs> Carrot Top is shitting himself right now. <laughs> His days are numbered. Hair top has not been seen outside. He is <laughs> hanging out. Hyperbaric chamber. <laughs> That's why he got so strong. <laughs> One day. He got the, so strong so we could like punch Gallagher's mallet. <laughs> heavens. All right. Well. Um, heavens. <laughs> heavens to Betsy. Do we get a nana on this podcast? <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> Trying to seduce Tyler. <laughs> it's working. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, well, this week I uh uh I, I've been binging this band continuously, both to prepar- to prepare for this episode, but also because I genuinely enjoy them and because uh, as try as I might. I cannot avoid the quarterly jam band phase. It's, you know, y'all, once you hit your 30s, it hits hard. And it's just, it's hard. You just got to accept it and embrace it. But with that, I think I found a band that we can all enjoy. And that is because they are forward thinking. They use a lot of funk and groovy influences, as well as a lot of indie pop influences, because they came up in the 2010s. And we're not talking like, you know, The Dead or Widespread Panic or Fish that came up back in like the 70s and 80s from like, you know, working off of like Southern Rock or like old R&B, you know, blues, that sort of thing. These guys are like working off of the stuff that we grew up listening to. And they, they're just Baha fantastic. Man. They're called, yeah, it's Baja Men. <laughs> <laughs> won the Kids' Choice Award for Favorite Band in 2002. No, this band's going to win the Kids' Choice Award for Famous Band in 2023. I guarantee it. They're Goose. They're a uh, sort of, you know, indie. They call themselves Indie Groove Band. They're a rock band, jam band, whatever you want to call them. They're from Connecticut. They formed in 2014. Um, they, I, The reason I want to pitch them and, like, get other folks into them because it's, like, when you try to get into a band like the dead or fish or panic or like all those other like classic, you know, jam bands, it's like, Oh, there's such a backlog. Like with fish, you're going back to shows in the early nineties and you have to learn all the different versions. And while it's very worth diving in, I can understand it's not for everyone. There are a lot of weirdos. They're, you know, they're extremely talented, their instruments, but their music can get a little weird. Goose is here to save the day. They're like, like I said, they're extremely accessible. They play off what we know. They're very familiar. Um, with that, I will say there are some hills you have to get over, uh, small hills. Like, I'll give an example. I first, you know, started listening to Goose earlier this year, shortly before their newest album, Dripfield, came out. And if y'all have listened to any tracks from Dripfield, you'll notice that the lead singer, Rick Matarotonda, he's got a 
beautiful voice. He's got just the cool guy voice. He's got the guy at the college party playing acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. Voice, but you want him cannot, It's <laughs> like, I can't get behind that. It's hard for me to like, as some guy who grew up with like, you know, in Christian youth groups where other guys were like, <laughs> man, you should really listen to Dispatch and like shit like this and like, uh, like stick figure, like all these like hip white guy doing reggae bands. I can't stand that shit. So it took a second for me to really get behind Rick's vocals. But once you do, I promise you'll be rewarded. Because, like, where his vocals are too perfect, his guitar playing is even better. He is just a f- mastermind at just reaching melodies and getting these incredible just rhythms. And I, I can't think of any musical words. Harmonies, whatever. He's just <laughs> wonderful at playing his instrument. You got Peter. He's on keys. He's on guitar. Peter. He's on vocals. He's on the band. Peter's in the Peter band. Made it. He's got a. He's like the face of the band because, like, you know, Rick's, you know, seems pretty shy and he's you the know, family guy. Exactly. Peter's got like. <laughs> he's the family Peter. guy. He's got the mustache. He's got the thick glasses. He's super fun. It's you've got you know, horses, Trevor you know. on bass, Ben on drums, <laughs> Jeff on a percussion. You got Jeff in this and one. You got Jeff on this one. <laughs> Best, even better than Rick, Peter, Trevor, Ben, and Jeff. You got Coach. Coach, oh they got coach. Does he coach drive the, the bus? Yeah, <laughs> oh, he does. The bus. He manages the band. Yes, coach is great. Everyone loves. Oh, coach. And he plays the washboard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid I have some bad news, boys. <laughs> Fitz, he's the three of goose, and coach is no longer here. Uh, um, but what's exciting about goose is just one. They are just a extremely fun extremely listenable jam band i don't know if y'all have much experience with jam bands in the past i know will and i have gone through our fish phases i think tyler and i saw fish back in 2012 garrett how did you listen to anything that i sent y'all we're about to get into so it, i was i was curious yes, i I, I listened to a, a decent amount of the stuff that you sent um mm-hmm. i i would love to tell my my history with the band fish uh before i get please. into that though oh please so, yeah when i was a a, a a young boy uh my older brother matthew uh, during his high school days, he's like three or four years older than I am. Uh, he was in a contemporary Christian band with some of the, some of his friends that he went to high school with, and a, a decent majority of the songs that they played were like Weird Al Weird Al style parodies of Fish songs that they made to be about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I cannot make this shit up. You still have them? Are they recorded anywhere? Uh, I'll have to. I'll have to ask him. Uh, there's a prob- slim chance that they that those still exist. Um, so that's that's how I knew about the band Fish, and then I kind of yeah. didn't really <laughs> engage with them beyond that. I understand. I get it. Um, I, that the, is so laser thing... focused on Sean, though. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I, I would say that the closest thing to a jam band that um, that I I really listen to on a regular basis is like. Uh, I don't know LCD Sound System. I mean, they're they're one okay. of my favorite bands. I, they're not a jam yeah. band, but I mean, they'll go for twelve minutes. Um, yeah. Goose. I really enjoyed the stuff that you sent. I, I listened to um, like side A of their uh, their most recent album, and then I listened to a couple of those Bandcamp tracks. I mm. particularly enjoyed their cover of that one song from Animal House. I thought that was really fun. Nah, Shamalama Jinko. Uh huh. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Uh, there's like. We'll get into the tracks, but like the the most recent Atlanta show, they played uh, a cover of Shamalama Ding Dong, which surprised me as I was just like listening to it kind of idly. Like when it comes, my experience with jam bands like has 
it's grown into an obsession, unfortunately, um, you know, every time of year. But it's the reason why I get into them so heavily is that I can just throw on whatever show and I feel I, I listen to the songs. It's like I have that familiarity with the songs, but there's also like, OK, you know, like this track, like if you go on with fish, it's like, OK, you know, Tweezer. But did you know Tweezer could also turn into this and you could like follow the adventure over, you know, 10, 20 minutes? Who knew they Tweezer kind of jam out? <laughs> it's cruel. So it like Tweezer presents just did that. <laughs> it presents something to discover every time. Um, and when it came to Goose hearing that Shamalama Ding Dong cover, I <laughs> didn't know that song had it in it. And just to like watch them just kind of play and really just like get real funky with it and hear to P- and hear Peter on the keys like really take over the jam was just so refreshing. And then you get to like their encore of that same show, uh, Slow Ready which begins with just like arpeggiated synth, which, you know, yeah. you listen to fish. They don't really touch on that. Like they don't get real, like, of course they get funky. They get weird. They get, you know, uh, groovy, but they never really touch like that kind of like futuristic synth sound. And to hear them start slow ready with that. And then been able to grow the song out of that. Yeah. It's incredible. That was, that it's was like, really I cool. Would, the, the, the way the, like the arpeggiators kind of turned into, I, I heard some like disco grooves in there. It just absolutely building on that. That was really neat. I love that. And you get Rick, who's unafraid to use auto tune on stage, which I, it's cheesy, but you know, when it comes to jam bands, at least myself, I expect a bit of cheese. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's why it was so hard to get over Rick's vocals was because I'm so used to train a vocals and God help fish. None of them can <laughs> harmonize worth the shit. <laughs> Holy God in heaven. They cannot sing. And it's charming. It's extremely endearing to hear them like sing. Um, God, they tried to like harmonize. Like, I think they covered a David Bowie song in the most recent tour, just acapella. And you're like, man, this sounds awful. And it rules. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And that's just like the, the charm of fish. And when it comes to goose, you're still trying to find that charm. But I think it's in like their, you know, want to like really play on and groove out with like these tracks we know. Like they've covered like, you know, Shamalama Ding Dong, but they've also covered the likes of Radiohead, Father John Misty, oh, hell yeah. National. Uh, they covered Foster the People's Pumped Up Kicks, their second night in Atlanta. And it just kind of makes sense. It, you hear it, you're like, you hear it in their DNA. And you're like, okay, this is kind of fun. Like, you hear them play Weird Fishes, which I thought, you know, it's Radiohead. It's sacred. It's, you know, that's, you know, scripture. And you hear them jam out on it. It's like, oh, this is, you hear a new part of the song come alive. Um, it's it's an adventure. It's a dedication. But it's it's uh, it's very rewarding if you get into it and you get bit by the bug. If you don't, I get it. I understand. It's cheesy as hell. And, you know, jam band fans are really annoying. But, you know, we're... We're just trying to find our way, man. We hit 30. What else is there? <laughs> well, a lot of things. We're you just grasping at straws here. Come on. Truly. Uh, one thing that I, I, I'll, I'll say that I really enjoyed about Goose is they felt like a band that I would feel like cool telling my dad about. You know, it, it definitely felt mm. like, like a dad band, like non, yeah. non-derogatory. No, yeah. yeah. It's not like you don't tell your dad about we're on drugs. Yeah, yeah. Bum him out. He's a band the whole family can enjoy. <laughs> Especially Dave Loudon. <laughs> Do Nana's vibe with with uh, Goose. Um, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you in about a week. <laughs> I've been on the Goose um, train for a little bit. My favorite cover is uh, they do a cover of Magic Carpet Ride by Steppenwolf. Nice. That is so good. Um, I got to hear that. I had no idea they had all their shows on Bandcamp because I will download a couple of those now. Yeah. It's also worth their all their shows are on nugs.net, 
you get like I think it's like a fourteen dollars subscription a month. You can just follow live. That's what I've been doing. It's seven shonen jumps. Yeah, that's a little expensive for a streaming app. That's true. But if you're buying, if you're downloading all the Bandcamp shows, it's yeah. three shows is going to cover a month worth of gotcha. bugs. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I see where the ROI is. Yeah. Um, Roy. But that's the thing is that even if you're not, if you don't want to like stream on Bandcamp, if you don't want to get a Nug subscription, they put a lot of their shows, like full shows on YouTube. You can find them like, I think it's Goose the Band on YouTube. Uh, you can also YouTube Goose and That'll probably be pretty fun and a little scary. <laughs> it's just like, um, if you do Goose the Band, you can find a lot of their live shows. I sent y'all uh, a cut from their most recent New Orleans show in which they play, oh, what is the name of the song? It was the end of the set one break, uh, or his end of set one, where I think Stephen Hyden talked about it in his article about Goose earlier this year about how they do Bliss Peaks really well. And Bliss Peaks are like the point of the song where like the guitar just everything just gets up to the point where it's just like incredible. Like you just feel like you're on the top of the mountain and the song hits a moment where you're just like free and open and nothing else in the world matters. And Goose is very good at reaching that point. Can we do a opposite of a Bliss Peak and do like a Despair Valley? <laughs> or just at the height? That's that's. In between talk pretty much the 60 minutes of radish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about despair valleys. Okay. The track is called Turbulence in the Night Rays. If you are interested, it's the uh, Joy Theater New Orleans show from October 7th of this year. It's on YouTube in full. It starts around 58 minutes, 59 okay. minutes. Hold on. Give, um, give people a second to pull over and write this down. <laughs> Get out your um, pen and paper. It is. <laughs> it, the, Rick reaches a point in the melody where it's just, it feels fantastic. And to like, that's where I watched a bit of that show. I think I caught it like on a live stream on YouTube and I was like, Oh shit, this is really good. And that's where it kind of clicked for me. Um, but yeah, you can check out the live shows and like their cuts on YouTube. They're currently touring with Trey Anastasio band on what they call oh. the taboos tour. Um, there are a couple cuts on YouTube already. Also you can stream live on nugs and the live fish app. Um, Oh, one more thing that I had to learn. If you listen to a full Goose show, again, highly recommend. Their Atlanta shows are great. Listen to whatever shows. There's um, another show from 2018 at Peach Fest, uh, which is on YouTube. That's kind of what put them on the map in the jam band world. Also worth checking out. But if you listen to a Goose show, you'll sound, you'll hear what sounds like the audience booing Goose. You'll hear a lot of ooh, like that kind of sound. Saying boo urns. They're not saying boo. They're not saying boo urns. They're saying goose. <laughs> goose. Oh. They're just going goose. <laughs> that rocks. Um, which, yeah, which is pretty fun. Uh, initially, I, I heard it. And I was like, man, the audio in this Atlanta venue is just real weird. It sounds like they're booing them. They're not. They're goosing um, them all. They're goosing them. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, if you're looking for like a, a fun fall band or just like, honestly, fun anytime band, worth checking out Goose. Dripfield, their studio album, which one more thing. All of Fish's studio albums are charming in their own way. They, again, they can't sing, and they're pretty clumsy. That's what a girl that ugly boyfriend says about it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, every time I I, I talk about how much I love Fish, I have to, like, justify it. But with Goose, you listen to Dripfield, yeah, it's kind of got that, like, 311 kind of, like, cool guy vibe. But you get past that once you know that all the guys are goofballs. Um, Gooseballs. Gooseball, please. Gooseballs. And it sounds, it's such a good record. Like initially I had it as like my mid album of the year for 2022 and still might be there. But like the first like five tracks, the A side, like Garrett listened to super fun. Yeah. Really great. Fantastic. Track. Highly recommend. Um, and to hear them come alive in the live setting is just even more rewarding. But yeah, that's goose. Check him out. Y'all the funk soul brother <laughs> <laughs> around the Thanksgiving table next week. 
what what sort of thing I, again i can't present this without sounding like or what sort of subject are you going to try and avoid at thanksgiving obviously we know the that answer but like when a relative asks you like what kind of things are you into or like a younger cousin's like hey have you seen any cool youtube videos what's going to be the hardest one to describe to them i've been listening to freakonomics radio which <laughs> it's a good show and they have a lot of cool people on and they talk about like fandoms or just kind of like sociology stuff. Um, and there's no good way to segue into any of those interesting episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard one about how like you can measure every country based on their individualistic or collectivist tendencies. And there's like a big spectrum on it. It's really interesting, but damn it. There's no cool way to bring that up. <laughs> just like, Hey, did you know that <laughs> in America that we value our human selves like more than other countries who value their collectivist selves? No. All right. Well, have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> the mashed potatoes are great. <laughs> it's a fascinating <laughs> podcast and I can't talk about it with anyone. <laughs> there's, there's no organic segue into that. No, <laughs> I was so grateful when one came up the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Dove on this it, is my chance <laughs> it's, <laughs> finally it's a good show <laughs> um well there's uh there's a new episode of um maybe all of our favorite early 2000s webtoon um homestar runner did y'all see the new yeah. halloween episode i, I haven't yet. seen oh, it yet, I haven't yet but there's no way on god's green earth that i can explain what homestarrunner.com is to my granny without sounding like a <laughs> fucking lunatic what's the elevator pitch <laughs> yeah there's there's homestar runner and he's a terrific athlete and then there's strong dad who's the wrestler and he checks his email like what <laughs> what is that and then, and then we get excited about what they dress up as for Halloween every year. <laughs> <laughs> that is truly something. If you didn't get, if you did not get into it in the sixth grade, there's no hope for you. I, I can't explain it to any of my, war. like my young cousins, not even my dad's going to get it. I don't know, <laughs> man. <laughs> that is so like spectacularly elder millennial. That I don't yeah. think it can break, break that uh, population. Yeah. yeah. What can uh, I would also just, I would like to point out that I love the situation where when you get in and you're talking to someone and you realize once you start telling them about a specific passion of yours that it's going way over their head because then you all of a sudden feel disheartened yeah. and uh, start like explaining it poorly and it keeps getting worse and worse and worse <laughs> until the, the conversation just ends with, okay, cool. <laughs> so, uh, all right. <laughs> let's, that's, that's a lovely situation to relive. Um, for me, it's gonna be really hard talking to the children at the table about Roth IRA. They're just—they're too young to start considering retirement and you know putting away after-tax dollars for said retirement. That's falling and, on deaf ears at the kids' table. Yeah, it is. It is honestly, and I'm tired of trying because they should consider investing this early on. Uh, and for the old people at the table, it's hard to talk about heirloom tomatoes because. <laughs> to be quite honest, I'm not super quite uh, confident what a uh, heirloom <laughs> tomato is and what makes it an heirloom tomato, and I feel like they might know. They probably know so more than I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're stealing valor. That'd be comfortable. Talking to an heirloom tomato. <laughs> Stolen tomato valor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the fuck do you know about heirloom tomatoes? <laughs> I feel like it's impossible to talk to anyone who's not your age about browser-based video games. Yes. Because yes. Now, your parents just thought they broke the computer. And young kids yep. have like Fortnite and Genshin, which are free 
triple A games on their phone, which are beautiful, and like no one's gonna know about Postopia playing (laughs) the Honeycomb Quest. Runescape in 2007. Yeah, Runescape. Why I spent four years of playing of, of of my life playing a game that honestly isn't even good. (laughs) <laughs> it's a bad game no it's it's not it was free that was the but allure it's free and you go to a website you don't download anything you just go to yeah. www.runescape.com you could play it on the school computers and you would not yes. download it that was the, that was the allure <laughs> kids have no idea with their with their genshins <laughs> what you know about interactive buddy you don't have shit that's what I was trying to think you know oh man I just Wasted so many hours on Interactive Buddy. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jelly yeah. car. Excite <laughs> <laughs> bike. Boy, oh boy. Actually, that was just a game. That's, that's that was NES. Was, that was <laughs> yeah, that was on the NES. Never mind. <laughs> I played a Pilot version planes. of it before I knew it was NES. <laughs> like, like Line Rider? The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all ever played Majora's Mask? <laughs> Kids these days. Oh, boy. Well, uh, before we finish it up, Tyler... Yeah, you're fired. <laughs> Hand it over to you, <laughs> Tyler. You're off the podcast. Hand over your badge. I trained my replacement this episode. Um, <laughs> Gary has to pull his trigger, though. <laughs> I'm the grandma guy now. <laughs> the title of the episode: Garrett, the Roll. grandma guy. Look at me. Look at roll me. Up to a, I'm the grandma guy now. Look at me. <laughs> Now I'm concerned. I'm going to roll up to the Rite Aid at 8 o'clock on Sunday, and the ladies aren't going to turn around. <laughs> Tyler, who? Um, <laughs> it's like, I gotta, like Andy in that nightmare sequence. I don't want to play with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> <Play> story. <laughs> Just a bunch of nanas. Yeah. Oh, what a nightmare. Dumped in a purse. <laughs> rappers in there. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few. I got a few classic radish questions that I'd love to hear your answer on. Um, number one, is Wario Mario's dad? I mean, I listen to the show every week. I know the answer is yes. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Mario Golf, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. You thought you had okay. me there, but I did. I might have you on this next All one. Right. This next one's a will a will classic. We got a tournament of champions from Will. We got Keenan and Kel <laughs> versus the Zodiac. <laughs> oh shit. How much prep time do Keenan and Kel get? <laughs> Undetermined. Do, do they have time to booby trap the living room? I think they uh, get, you know, the, the same amount of time that Keenan gives Kel at the beginning of every episode. He's like, I need you to meet me later today at four with a Chevy Impala, four giant water bottles, a small rubber band, and a, 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 a Playmobil castle set. And you'll see where to go from he there. the land. You know, How much orange soda do they have on hand? Yeah, Kel is 100% orange soda. Pill. Okay, okay. I think, hmm. I think Kanan and Kel got this one. Wow. I really do. I do. Well, and, and you know, it depends on who's writing the episode. But, I mean, I think you got to give it that's to Kanan and Kel. I think so, too. That's that's a respectable answer. We're two for two here. Uh, last one, I think was posed by Sean. So I think we got a Tyler, Will, and Sean here. If a human could run 65 miles per hour, what would they look like? <laughs> Wait, did you guys ever uh, read that book that was like different kinds of future humans, like predicting how we might evolve under different no, circumstances? But I'm no, but I'll, I'll have to <laughs> do some some Google, Google searching. Like and about f- football 50 years from now. <laughs> if humans could run 
65 miles. I mean, big feet, right? Like, well, like really big yeah. feet. Maybe, maybe some kind of like exposed bone that serves as like a Healy wheel. Jesus. You know what I mean? Okay. Oh. Listen, listen, it's not, That's it's an not HR pleasant to imagine. Yes, Garrett. exactly. It is. A bone skate. <laughs> bone <laughs> skates. Yes. Damn. Eat your heart out, Cronenberg. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, I mean, that's got to be it. Like massive thigh muscles. Just oh, nothing yeah. up top. Just like toothpick arms. <laughs> the sequel to Crimes of the Future is going to be Brink from the Future. <laughs> Close, Enough talk. Let's monsters. blade. Yeah. <laughs> let's bone blade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Still got yes. I, I forgot to mention, it. it hurts like shit. <laughs> but it's oh. fast. <laughs> It's great in pain everywhere yeah. they go. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, I mean, do you guys have any other uh, classic radish questions? Those are the ones I got. Did you have a nice time on radish? <laughs> oh, it was great. <laughs> don't answer that. Don't you're answer getting, that. We you're don't getting know. five stars. Uh, Wait, where's your Yelp page? <laughs> we should have a Yelp page. Oh, I don't know. We, have, was a, on we, have, a, we have a subreddit now. You do? Oh, yeah. Oh. Our, radish <laughs> uh, Our radish. Hell yeah. Garrett, before we go, can I... Can I please ask you to read your two Yelp reviews on Radish? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I made a Yelp profile just to follow Garrett on the off chance he makes a third one. <laughs> so, yes, uh, let me find him. I, I do have a, a Yelp profile. I have two reviews on, on my profile. Oh, gosh, and it's so hard. To, oh, here they are. Okay, so the first one is for Chili's. Hell everyone's yeah. favorite Tex-Mex joint. Um, Wait, which one? This was the one on Barrett Parkway in Kennesaw. Okay. Yeah, I've been there. Please bleep this. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't shit. I just doxed myself. God damn it. <laughs> he lives okay, so, so the, the review, I gave him five stars, and, and it reads, Rub-a-dub-dub, here comes the grub. There's 20 exclamation points. And then, and then I say, they need to put prayer back in schools. <laughs> uh, my, my second review is for uh, Chewies, not to be confused with Chili's, uh, Chewies, which is everyone's favorite Tex-Mex joint. Um, I also gave them five stars, and my review reads, had a very sexually charged first date with a beautiful young woman at this restaurant location. Left with blue balls because she wouldn't let me suck the sour cream off her grubby little fingers. Antifa did the riots on January 6th, not me. I didn't even do anything bad in there. <laughs> And uh, the the owner of that Chewy's <laughs> franchise uh, sent me a thank you for my review. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> so follow me on Yelp. <laughs> That's where we're all going to now that Twitter's done. Yeah. <laughs> Just love the phrase. I didn't do anything bad in this about January sixth. <laughs> it implies you were in there. I was <laughs> just hanging out and chilling. Just, just that little old lady that we've seen who's just smiling. <laughs> I was I Mr. McGoing my way through the Capitol. Yeah. <laughs> just Mr. Bean knocking over podiums in, in the congressional chamber. <laughs> Turn the Magna Carta in we get, a Mr. Bean, we get a Mr. Bean movie in four years, and it's just him walking in Washington, D.C. <laughs> and it says January 6, 2021. <laughs> he ends up wearing the horns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we gotta get connected with Rowan Atkinson. Mr. Bean's insurrection. Oh, man. <laughs> gets, a pic- gets a picture at Nancy Pelosi's desk. Uh, this is this is all I've like. We've gone on too long, but this is how I've conceptualized Forrest Gump. If he was you know, <laughs> shot, like, 
It's just like he's going on 4chan and he's writing fan fiction. He's just, he can't think of a name to sign it. So he just looks at the first letter on the keyboard and he just sees Q. And it just. Stop. And, and it just turns into a whole thing. John's Forrest Gump oh, DLC boy. where he's also. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh boy. Well, all right, folks, we've been Radish. I'm Sean. You can find me at that Sean Barry on Twitter and Sean M. Barry everywhere else. Oh man. I'm Will. I'm Will from online. I guess wherever the winds are blowing me next. <laughs> <laughs> He's a wanderer. Uh, I am Tyler. You can find me online at Tyler from Radish. Find the podcast online at Radish Pod. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Subreddit, r Radish Pod. I saw someone did that. I don't know if it was a joke or not, but go and post on there. Go post some some uh, some silly cicada facts. Post pictures of swords, please. Oh, I will yeah, do that right now. Too. Please do. Thank Please you. do. I'm, I'm the moderator. It's not cool enough. I will downvote it. <laughs> mm. um, old old swords only. And I'm I'm Garrett. You can find me online everywhere uh, at Garrett Loudon. Listen to Kincaid in Dallas. Listen to the cool local music show. Um, I'm gonna live forever. Yeah. <laughs> Garrett, thank you so much for <laughs> thanks, being here. Thanks, guys. Thanks it for was having last me. Last to finally have you. Absolutely. Hell yeah. We'll have you on again soon. Thank you, and thank not Tyler. You. No. <laughs> Bye. Days are numbered. <laughs> Good, goodbye, everybody. Uh, Nanas, please uh, accept me and Bingo this week. Shh.